Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not So he never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my nose And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't, Don't care. care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget. Live, not so live from the LBL Bar and Grill. Welcome, you bunch of low lifers, friends and neighbors, to Low Budget Live, not so live for September the thirteenth. And if you just caught that low low lifer, call me a low lifer. That's right. That's what the listeners of this program refer to themselves as. So whether you hear because you don't like it. But you just, it's got, you got to listen to get yourself stirred up to make a hate-filled post about the craziness that came out of my mouth. Or you're here because you're a loyal low-lifer, an OG low-lifer, a low-lifer for life. Welcome. You're all welcome. Y'all welcome right here. September the 13th. Two days after the 20-year anniversary for September 11th, man, I made a post over the weekend about that. The triple threat and I got to get out on the water on September 11th for a little tournament action. We fished uh, the tournament uh, trail, tournament club that Hudson and I have been fishing, and Hudson did not participate this past Saturday, so triple threat had to fill in, and now she's a quadruple threat because she got her a top 10. She wanted me to refer to her as team partner all day, tournament partner, she called her a couple, and she was very excited, and we uh, won a little bit of cash and had, had a good time, but beautiful sunrise, and this was kind of the post I made, if you don't follow me on Instagram, Facebook, um, but but it, uh, you know, 
it was just like a, a morning of reflection for she and I. We had been watching documentaries all week and some different things. And, of course, none of us, you don't forget where you were at if you were old enough to remember that day and to remember where you were when you heard what was actually going on or when you saw what was going on. I, I actually walked into my apartment in Florence, Alabama. I was at the University of North Alabama. I was a freshman, and I had a neighbor there. She was sitting on the front porch of our apartment, and uh, she was rocking and smoking a cigarette back and forth. I'll never forget it. She's rocking. And she said, have you heard? And I'd been to class that morning, and it got cut short. And she said, have you heard what's going on? you got to turn on the TV. A plane has hit the World Trade Center. And I walked in my apartment, and my roommates had it on. And as I walked in, the second plane hit. And I'll, I'll never forget that feeling. I'll never forget that fear. You know, living in the Tennessee Valley on the Tennessee River, we have a lot of, you know, obviously the dams, and you have the, the nuclear plants and things, and my phone started ringing as my mom. You got to come home. You know, this could be, I mean, it was just so, so many unknowns, you know, and I'll never forget it. And as long as I live and something I said in my post and I, and I said it here a couple of weeks ago, but I would like to say again is what you, you know, you never forget the, the horror of that day. You never forget how pissed we were at those who did it. Um, and we didn't even know that day who did it. You just, you just were just, you were just ready to do whatever we had to do as a nation to move on and to bring folks to justice that could do such a horrible thing. But we were together as a nation. We were together. And we were sad and we were mad, but we were, it was the closest as a nation, in my opinion, we've ever been, that we've ever been. And now you turn on the news or you get on social media and people, you know, Thousands of people, thousands of people are sick. Thousands of people are hurting. And all people want to do is argue about politics or all people want to do is argue about what you believe in or what color you are. Or I'm better than you because I think this. You're vaccinated, so you're a piece of garbage. You're unvaccinated, so you're a piece of garbage. Just over and over and over every day, the negativity, man. And uh, I just hope that everybody that put a post up, myself included, where we say we'll never forget. I hope that as a nation, we never forget that we got through that together as one nation under God. And I hope we can get back there because we're not there right now. We're not. So uh, thoughts and prayers to those families from 9-11, those first responders, those, those heroes that took over that plane in Virginia, the people that lost their lives in the World Trade Center. It's, it's terrible, man. But, but there's, for me, there's no difference in that and the difference in uh, you know people that are losing their lives today to covid People lose their lives every day to cancer. You know, it's tragic. It's tragic. There's no one life that's greater than another. And uh, it, it all has a domino effect on whoever's family 
ultimately passes away, all, all these things, man. So let's be more empathetic. Let's be more, you know, let's just uh, let's be together. That's what I say. That's what I say. Uh, appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, man. I know uh, I got something else to talk about. Before we we get to fishing stuff, and I want to before I do that, um, and and it's it's pretty heavy. So if you don't want to hear something heavy, you might want to tune out. But it does have to do with fishing, and it's something that I uh, recorded the last episode a little early before I got this news. And uh, we're going to talk about this first. I want to say thank you to these sponsors that make this possible. Uh, I, I love getting to do low budget live. I do. It is uh, it is something that I started in my garage. I did it weekly. I didn't put it on YouTube in the beginning until I was encouraged to do so. And you know, now here we are, however many episodes later, and lots of low lifers. And I appreciate each and every one of you. But it all starts with companies like Startron, Startron, Starbright, bringing you low budget life for going on four years now crazy to even think about startron drop a little startron in your tank it kicks ethanol in the teeth so you don't have to worry about it chainsaw your weed eater your lawnmower your outboard engine nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that will not run so you're going to want to put that startron in there before you store it some of y'all in some of these parts of the country where that water gets a little harder than it does down in my part of the world you're switching over to hunting season before you store it Startron in the tank, man. You'll be set on the other side. Once winter is gone, you'll be you'll be all set. Get you a bottle of Startron right there. We appreciate Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you low budget live and the traveling circus. The folks at Sims Fishing Products making quality outdoor gear. The sun shirts, the absolute amazing rain suits they got so many different varieties of rain suits i personally wear that pro dry it's lightweight keeps you absolutely bone dry it is amazing but the most amazing part of sims is they just love the outdoors they love conservation they love fishing and they say you get one life fish it will could not agree more pro guide batteries Pro Guide Batteries, a new sponsor this year for Low Budget Live and Traveling Circuit. It's been running the Pro Guide, Pro Guide 31 AGMs most of the year in the Express for a cranking battery and a trolling motor battery. But now I've switched her on up there to those Pro Guide Lithiums that they released around the ICAST, and they're amazing. Super impressed. I've never ran lithium batteries before, and I, I have to say they, they've blown my expectations out the water. If you would like to try some or that 31 AGM that I swear by, Use code LBL10 at checkout at ProGuideBatteries.com to get yours today. Been a lot of lowlifers using that code, too. It's what I, what I always hear. So thank you all for that. And last but not least, hang the banner, baby. Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus at Express X21 Pro with a 250 Yamaha show in the C-Deck floor. Can't say enough good things about it. Y'all hear me just all the time on here, giving it heck, talking about how much I love it. But uh, put it through the test, Triple Threat and I, last weekend, the reason I recorded early, we were down in Apalachicola, Florida. I took it saltwater fishing. I actually ran out into the Gulf of Mexico in the Express. Got a video coming on that. But 
totally blown away by the performance. I was in some big crap down there. <laughs> some big, I had a, had a wild trip overall in the express. I, I hit a crab pot, ran up on a crab pot that was unmarked. And it actually I had, had the triple threat in the boat with me, Mercedes, and it pulled out my drain plug. Boat starts filling up with water. And thank God the pumps were working, but that boat never, man, it, it never faltered at all. And we were about five miles from the ramp when this happened. I had to run across like three footers, you know, no big deal. But uh, it was, we had to idle so far, we were in like eight inches of water and digging up mud. Anyways, uh, took a while to get it up on pad. And of course, when your plug's out, if you can get it up on pad, you know, the better off you are, the quicker you can get it up and get back to the ramp. You know, I wouldn't want to make a 20-mile run, but if I'm five miles away, you know, send it. So uh, got got it lucky, got back, but yeah, was super impressed by the boat. Still, the performance is amazing and uh, had a good time in it down there. Express boats, building excitement since 1966. All right. Uh, this, is, uh, this is not going to be easy. Guys, for me to talk about, I'm gonna be honest, and uh, it's 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 something I've harped on a lot. You know, I'm passionate about people. Um, I am. I, I think I, I know. I opened the show talking about empathy, and I know I, I've shared with you guys multiple times my thoughts on COVID and and where I'm at personally with it. And I, I'm vaccinated. My wife's vaccinated. My daughter's vaccinated. We are currently. Back and forth on on our younger children getting vaccinated and 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 working towards a decision on that. Uh, ultimately, I think we will, just based on some things we've seen. Um, and I'm not here to tell you what to do either way, or or to ask you what you know what you're doing. It's all personal choice at this point to me, and you got to make the best decision for yourself and your family. Uh, I've had a good friend on the vent for a very long time down in, in at the University of uh, Alabama, Birmingham, UAB, Justin Moon. Justin went on the vent the week I was at ICAST. Uh, it was a long run. Uh, he was 35 years old. He played football at the University of Alabama, super healthy, doesn't fit the COVID anything that you hear about. And he I, – I had – Several phone calls during the process of him being there that he was not going to make it through the day. The doctors were telling his family this, and he's a miracle. Moon the miracle is what we've been calling him. But after a month and a half, I am happy to report that a couple of days ago he got to get off the vent. They're having to retrain him how to walk. He's been sedated for over a month. Um, he's got a long ways to go. But that being said, He's off the vent. He's breathing on his own again, and and uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Um, and that's when all of this really hit home for me the hardest. We've lost several people in my hometown, but but Justin is a very good friend of mine, and it, it really hit close to home. And now it it, it last week, actually September first, so several days ago now, it hit even closer to home. And if you're a fisherman and you follow along with anything in the, in the fishing world at all, any of the NPFL stuff, I'm sure you've seen this already. I had recorded my show early, and I didn't get to talk about this. I actually got this phone call after I'd recorded, and I was actually on my way out of town with Marissa. And, and Brad Fuller at the NPFL called me with this news, and that was that Donnie O'Neill, one of our anglers from Texas, had died from COVID. And 
Donnie was sick. Okay, he was sick at uh, at Winnebago. He competed in the event at Winnebago, and he had a DQ on day two because he ran a no wake zone. Otherwise, he would have finished way up there. And Donnie, he was kind of, he was keeping to himself. He didn't come to the meeting, uh, but you could tell he didn't feel good. You could tell he was sick, and he left the final weigh in, drove himself to the hospital in Wisconsin, and he never made it out. Never made it out. And uh, it, it's just, it's mind-blowing, man. It's mind-blowing. He uh, never made it home from a fishing tournament. And Donnie, I, I didn't know Donnie until this year at all. We covered Donnie at Wright Pat. He had a great tournament down there. He's a Texas angler. A lot of folks in the state of Texas know Donnie. Family man, I know that. Talk, talked about his mother. He fished tournaments with his mother a lot. It was a really cool story. He told him live. But just absolute, full of joy all the time. Always made you feel better. Uh, anytime I was around him, anytime I got to interview him, to cover him, just a, just a happy, happy man that was obsessed with bass fishing. And, and he... Uh, he was finally getting to live his dream. And the NPFL gave him that opportunity. He, he's fished Toyotas. He's fished Texas Team Trail. He's fished Bass Champs. He's fished all these things. And his thing was, you know, he's a fa- he was a father, and he, he wanted to raise his kids, so he didn't chase the pro fishing thing. And now his kids are raised, and he's, he was a grandfather. Um, and so this year was his year, and he was fighting to make our championship so much so that he 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 was sick and he didn't go get tested for COVID. He didn't. I, I don't I don't care to say that. Um, I feel like it's he he did not think that's what was wrong with him. And then it turned out, you know, it had progressed and he had double pneumonia and it it took his life. Um and that has hit me. It's hit all of us at, at the National Professional Fishing League very, very hard. And uh, and unfortunately, Donnie's travel partner from that event, and I got permission to. Uh, I think this is public knowledge on a lot of you know a lot of social media sites and things now, especially people asking for prayers about this. Um, but Donnie's travel partner, Skeeter Fowler. Also did not make it home from that event. He was driving home. He left the event early, competed part of the first day, and then went home. He felt so bad, and he got to Arkansas. Of course, Skeeter lives in Texas. Many of y'all in Texas know Skeeter. He was on his way back to Texas, and he called his his wife, and it's like, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm so sick, I can't do this. And she came and got him, and she took him to the hospital in Memphis, and he's been there ever since. Skeeter is fighting for his life. He's on the vent. And I uh, try to get updates every day that are sent to me from our MPFL family. But Skeeter, Skeeter needs all your thoughts and prayers in the fishing world out there, all you low lifers as well. So it is definitely uh, it's been heavy. It's been uh, it's been a heavy few days around here, and I can't imagine what what the O'Neill family is going through. Uh, I want to I want to. Uh, just let them know on low on low budget live uh, what a joy it was 
to cover Donnie when I got to, and um, I'll never forget, you know, getting to, uh, you know, some of the conversations I had with him, and, and uh, you know, he was a bright spot in our organization, and he will, he will definitely leave a large void in our tournament field. So rest in peace, Donnie O'Neill. And uh, thoughts and prayers to your family and thoughts and prayers to Skeeter Fowler and his family as he, as he fights, as he fights. But the biggest thing, guys, is, is it does hit home because he's a fisherman. It does. But uh, it also hits home because he's a dad, he's a son, he's an uncle, he's a brother, he's a grandfather, all that before fisherman, okay? And, uh, I mean, they had to go get his boat and truck from Wisconsin. I mean, it just he died alone. And that's the unfortunate situation with this COVID deal is, is that's more times the case than not is you die by yourself. And that's terrifying to me, man. It's terrifying. So uh, I don't know. Not to be Debbie Downer on this week's podcast. We've got a great, we got a great guest, lots of things to talk about. But I, I just I wanted to say that. Felt like I need to say it. And um, you know, something's definitely been on my mind ever since the phone call came in. Text our guest real fast. But yeah, I think you know, this is real life. And uh, it, it is, it, a lot of you say this is a welcome distraction from what's going on. And it is, that's what it is for me most of the time. Week in and week out is a, is a welcome distraction from, from reality, you know? Because uh, I think all of us, whether it's your job, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, reality can be hard. Right, so uh, just want to say that we'll talk about all that, and I, I I appreciate y'all listening for sure. All right, moving on, moving on. The Bassmaster Open just wrapped up down there, down there. Wait, from where I'm at, way up there, St. Lawrence River, and imagine this: a Johnston one. <laughs> This time, Corey, congrats to Corey Johnston, 78 pounds for three days of smallmouth. I used to think I lived on the greatest smallmouth fishery in the world, Pickwick, like I grew up. Like, we got the biggest and the baddest and the – no, no. <laughs> we, we've seen a lot of 26 and 27 and 28-pound stringers over the years of, of brown ones, and we still do from time to time. But it, it was incredible how many of those 25-plus pound stringers these guys weighed in out there, ridiculous conditions – just insanity up there on the uh, on the St. Lawrence River. But Corey Johnston getting it done. It was all on FS1. I didn't get to watch. Um, I was fishing a tournament. I couldn't watch. I'm going to watch FS1. I had to listen to the Tennessee Vols on the radio get beat through Brad Knight's radio station. I had to listen to that while I was fishing. I didn't have time to watch the Bassmaster Open coverage in Ronnie Moore. Sorry, Ron. Sorry, Ron. Ronald. Uh, but it was super cool. They were on FS1. I think that's awesome for the final day of the Opens, getting covered uh, there on FS1. But Corey gets him a Bassmaster win. You know, those guys never fish the Opens to qualify for the Elites. Of course, they they have shown and they they showed themselves on uh, FLW time and time again. They were very successful anglers, but they didn't actually qualify, you know, through the Opens. So they, they didn't fish the Opens very much, and they they cherry-picked this. And of course, Chris made the top ten as well. There are several Canadians in there. Uh, but damn, man, just huge, huge stringers up there. 
I, I don't know. Like Andrew Upshaw had an almost seven pounds smallmouth. I can't wrap my head around it. It's just those fisheries are phenomenal. But to me, overshadowing that story that the Johnstons are amazing on the St. Lawrence River, and nobody will argue that, obviously, till now to the end of the time, most likely. But Mike Iconelli finished in the top three in the overall point standing. So this is the final Bassmaster Open in the Northern Division, and the top three are going to go on to get invited to the Elite Series. And Iconelli finished second in the division, so goes out, requalifies for the Elite Series. He's made some posts saying, you know, goal accomplished, mission accomplished, blah, blah, blah. That's Ike. We all know he likes to bait us up into thinking we know what he's going to do, and he doesn't even know what he's going to do most of the time. (laughs) But he's got options. He's got options. And I I was talking to the triple threat this morning about it. I said, you know, it's so crazy because I know these these guys that, that fight, and I've talked about them several times, through that Opens Purgatory, it's so damn hard to qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series. And Jason Christie last year made it look like it was easy. Greg Hackney was like, oh, I'm going to go back one division. And I don't need your stinking, you know, I don't need your stinking legends exemptions or whatever. Like, just went, went in, right? Just absolutely just does it. And... uh same for Iconelli. Same for Iconelli. It's it's those guys are. If you ever, want, I mean, like they. I mean, and this goes without saying. Obviously, they're on another plane, but it's just it's scary to me how good those guys are. Overall, like it just it's it's crazy. But you know, will Ike come back? Will Bass offer him a Legends exemption? I don't think they will. I don't think they will. But technically, on paper, get at me, Bruce Aiken. You know, I'm. You know, I'm for hire for CEO. Uh, <laughs> I make so many great decisions. Uh, you know, they could offer him that, and then they could pull another another guy up from the opens. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I do know in the requalifications that I think they're going to have to dish out some legends exemptions there if if Fritz Klun they want to come back. I know they were on the outside looking in, uh, and and uh, Jay Yellis, I believe, as well. So they might not want to do that, but. That's another scenario, right? Could get uh, yeah, JT Tompkins, son of Timmy Tompkins. Shout out Timmy. Used to fish FLW with Timmy on the co-angler side and the pro side. He's a great angler. But his son, who won a Toyota earlier this year, finished fourth. He's the first guy out, so he would actually qualify for the lead series. Dude in his twenties out there getting it done. Be be cool to see that. I don't know how they play that. I don't know if they will play it that way. They don't have to, right? But just saying, they could. But Ike goes and gets it done the hard way. Also, Jonathan Kelly winning the points in that division, and Alex Redwine finishing third and getting that show thing invite. So they're doing that Opens Angler of the Year thing combination. All of them. it's a gauntlet. Nine tournaments. There's three left overall. One more in the Southern Division at Lake Norman. Then you got two in that division. I'm fishing over there. That Central Division. We got Smith Lake coming up. It's going to be a grind, most likely. But three more events to go on three tough fisheries. And Jacob Prosnick, Jay Price, sitting on top of that, he was doing very well in the Northern Points, but had a rough one at the St. Lawrence, so it kind of swung the door open. He still has a really big lead in the overall. Tommy Williams in second, and little buddy Sammy George in third place in that 
overall division. I, I got to thinking about that. I was looking at the list. That is that so many tournaments to fish against so many people. I almost wish Bass, again, here we go, Bassmaster, if you're listening, uh, another great idea that I have. I'd like to see them that overall, I feel like that overall, those guys that qualify overall, I feel like they do, they earn it, man, because you got to be so consistent over nine tournaments to get in that, get in that upper echelon of that list. And I, I'd like to see them do five or 10 guys out of that, you know, honestly. I think that would be, those would be ultimately to me the guys that are really ready to roll up for the most part that consistency because that is that's like fishing the elite you fish nine freaking tournaments you spend all that money the travel i don't know it would be cool to see that i don't know if they will do that but i think for guys that are trying to qualify that that's something those guys deserve because there are so many guys that they spend their they spend every waking minute and every dime they have preparing for an open going to an open and you're fishing nine opens, man. It's it's a lot of travel spread out. I mean, you're talking. Look, I mean, just look at the schedules everywhere they've been. James River, St. Lawrence River, freaking Pickwick, Smith Lake, Norman, down in uh, Kissimmee, or Harris Chain, wherever the hell they were. I don't remember Harris Chain. I think uh, they've been all over the place. They've been all over the place. So I think that uh, it's. I don't know. Those those guys should be rewarded more than with just three spots. Of course, they're taking twelve total out of the, the you know three from the southerns, three from the centrals, three from the northerns. They split it up this year. Then they're doing three from the overall. But I I, I think it would be really cool to to take more and then uh, take less elite series guys. And I understand there are going to be guys that gripe at me and comment and say, "Well, man, I can only fish so much, or I can only do this." So those three tournaments, I get it. But I think they should take less. From a single division and more from those guys, you know, fishing the overall. Cause man, they're putting it out there. Man, you are invested if you were doing that. So, uh, like to see my little buddy Sammy George make it though. He's been after it for a long time. Of course, he's still like 17 years old. I don't know how old Tim is, but uh, very proud to see him, him uh, hanging in there. He was frustrated after the first day up at the St. Lawrence. He texted me, he had almost 22 pounds and he was 28. <laughs> He said, I had 22 pounds, man. I don't get it. Well, it's such an amazing fishery. But the Opens, man, that's the gauntlet. That's the purgatory for sure. It's uh, it's brutal. It can, it can be purgatory. You can just get trapped in those Opens because there's so damn many great fishermen, so many fishermen, period, diverse schedule. You can't have one bad day to try to fish in that top three. Uh, always interesting to see who survives it and who makes it out, but... Congratulations to those first qualifiers. Congratulations to Corey Johnston. And uh, moving on. Moving on. So I, this week's just been heavy, y'all. It, there, there's been so many things going on. And and, uh, and and I talked about the triple threat and I were watching all the 9-11 stuff. And, and uh, I ran into an old friend at a boat ramp on Friday that I had not seen in a very long time. And uh, I'd heard through the grapevine that he was he was sick and that, that he's fighting lymphoma. And uh, he pulled up behind me at a boat ramp down the Tennessee River this past week and on Friday evening and didn't recognize him. He'd lost so much weight and he's going through chemo. And uh, he walks up to me and we just immediately hugged. Man, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And, and I said, hey, man, why don't I just park my boat? 
why don't I just park my boat and I, I just lock my stuff up and I jump in the boat with you for two or three hours. That'd be okay. And he's like, absolutely. My brother's coming to meet me in a few hours. And my wife said, I'm not supposed to be fishing by myself anyways. <laughs> but he was feeling good after chemo treatments. And he and I went out and we caught a pile of bass. And it was uh, something I needed, to be honest, and, and something I think he needed too. And we just, it was random and uh, it was amazing. But it got me, got me thinking about them old friends them old friends and uh, Guy Clark had a song Chris Stapleton covered it old friends Lord you can't buy them and look and, and man there's ever been a, a you know they shine like diamonds if there's ever been a truer song it's that one and so today I'm gonna have another one of those old friends on here and uh, this is a guy that's not only an old friend of mine that I've known for a very long time he also has $2 million in earnings between Bassmaster, FLW, and BPT. He's been after it for over 20 years. He has more top tens than you can shake a stick at. He has six wins total in his career. He is the picture of consistency, and he's one of the finest folks I know. And we're going to get him on the dang phone right now. He is leading his group at St. Clair. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, the W, Wesley Strader. What's up, buddy? What's up, LD? Man, I said, uh, I, I, just, the, uh, getting the band back together is what we're doing. Heck yeah, the band. <laughs> it was a good band, man. I missed the band I days. I missed the band days, too. That, that's where I, I talk about the history of Low Budget Live on here all the time. And I've uh, been doing this in particular for like, you know, four years or whatever. But I'm like, y'all don't even understand. Them Low Budget Lives really started... With the W and I just holding a telephone on Instagram, you know, sometimes we were in a hot tub and it was weird. Sometimes, yeah. we, sometimes we were sitting side by side on the couch. Sometimes we were rigging tackle. Sometimes we were rock climbing. Sometimes <laughs> there was a grizzly bear involved. I mean, I mean, you never know. There was a, there was a, a bar, a barbecue. A barbecue. A barbecue. Bob- a a <laughs> well, for those of you that are completely confused at what we're laughing about, Wesley and I roomed and traveled together for a very long time on the FLW tour. My office is a co angler and, and out of the front of the boat. And uh, we stayed at some interesting houses. <laughs> the best yet is the rock climbing wall in the house with the grizzly bear. That yeah. might be, that might pop. All places. That was at Grand Lake, right? I think it was. No, no, it was Beaver. It, Beaver. Beaver's when I won. won. Yeah, that's when I won. Yes. Yeah, we. That's right. I won there. We, and we we owe it all to the rock climbing. <laughs> Luke Duncan is like Spider Man. You should have seen him yeah. that wall. It yeah. was unbelievable. I'm like, like Spider Man. <laughs> if uh, if if Spider Man had like a broke arm and was really overweight. And uh, don't be so modest. You know, you went up that wall and tapped out, and down you came. Somebody had a rock climbing wall on their fireplace on a house, y'all. You just, I'll have to find a picture of that somewhere and uh, see if I can find that back in the archives of the W and LD rock climbing competition. And and there was a, and there was a gigantic stuffed grizzly bear in the dang living room. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a, it was a giant grizzly bear. We did a, we did a video before the, uh, the ship, but it was pretty, it was, it was, it was, it was when Shad's cake was around. Shad, old Shad, old Shadwick was around back then. Uh, well, dude, first of all, when I asked you to do this, I, I was talking about old friends before you came on. I'm like, man, I, I've known Wesley. I met you, shoot, I was 16 or 17 years old, and we've been 
around each other regionally down here for a long time. And then we got to be friends, and and then uh, you know you were you were there for me during some of the hardest times of my life, and and always a brother. And uh, and I and I was just like, man, I, I told Marissa I want to have Wes on. And then lo and behold, when I asked you to do, it, I said, hey, you got an off day Sunday? You care to come on? Yeah, what time? Blah blah blah. And and. Now you're leading the dang thing, so you're welcome. I like to say that. I, I, I feel like, you know, first of all, low, low budget luck for you. You're welcome. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> between, between you and uh, uh, Crystal at the uh, blast off, I mean, I, I'm going to be, I ain't even going to have none of this money that I'm thinking maybe potentially <laughs> What in the world, dude? So I, the coolest thing. For me, and I don't want you to get into detail when this comes out. So, recording this on Sunday, this is the podcast for September 13th. While y'all are listening to Wesley talk on here, most of you, he's going to be out there doing it to it in his second round, trying to trying to automatically qualify for the top 10. But you didn't do it like you're supposed to do it at St. Clair, right? Oh, yeah. it's uh, I, I kind of went against the grain. Uh, you, you know, here's the deal. In our format, I mean, which I would have had a good stringer, a five-fish stringer. I think it was a little over 20 with largemouth. <laughs> which, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, I mean, typically, I mean, come on. I mean, it's St. Clair, but the thing that helped me the first round was I knew the wind was coming. I saw it. It's going to blow 30 to 40 miles an hour, and there's no way you can fish out on St. Clair when it blows out of that direction. So I just... You know, it went into my strategy what I was going to do, and I and I stuck with it. I I done it for two days. Didn't even make a cast of a smallmouth. I mean, it in practice, you did. So you did that in it, practice, okay? Yeah, yeah, I did that in practice. I never even you know made a cast of a smallmouth. I saw the wind coming, and if people don't know it, I mean, St. Clair and you know Erie, they have some unbelievable largemouth fish. Mm-hmm. But here's the drawback to it: in a five fish limit, I can't win doing that. But when every fish over two pound counts, that that uh, becomes a a different ball game. Totally different strategy. Yeah. You you look back at all the results, you know, of all the past, you know, the FLW, all those turn. You know, normally the guys they have some big weight, but they don't catch very many fish. They, you know, unless it's a spring. But this time of the year, it's more of a, you know, you sacrifice uh, quantity for quality. Mm-hmm. So, so. But there's plenty of largemouth. It's just, uh, now I can tell you this right now. I mean, I sat on one place in practice, and I caught 40 on 40 straight casts and never had to lose two pounds. Are they schooling? Never, no. Just, they're just, they're just in an area. And, but I never had a scoreable bass. The biggest one I caught okay. was 114. So, I mean, it's, it, it could go the exact opposite way that it has for me the first day. It's just, it's, uh, it's a gamble, but if you can... If you can get things going, it, it's it's fun. It, it, you know, and I'm I'm fishing my strengths. I'm not out there, you know, bobbing around, drifting, looking on active target, trying to find one to cast at it. You can't do that in four footers anyway. So <laughs> it's I, hard, yeah, yeah, impossible. So, I'd say. Well, I wouldn't say impossible. I mean, I mean Wheeler, he could do it. I mean, he's a bionic, he's a bionic fisherman. Yeah, so. yeah, he's got that X-ray vision anyhow. He, yeah, he's I'm got- still, I'm sti- listen. I'm still trying to figure out. Where they went and had that plastic surgery at for those horseshoes they had put in their butts, him and Thrift <laughs> and all those guys. I ain't, they won't tell me because I'm going to Michael Neal. I'll throw Michael Neal on that list this year too. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael Neal. They won't tell me the plastic surgeon they went and saw, and they won't tell me what brand of horseshoe they bought. So, I, you know, but when I find out, when I find out where it's at and who done it, 
I'm, I'm getting my They're in my, trouble. My You're getting yours yeah, inserted. Had it. I'm having two put in. I was going to say, I think I need three or four. If you find that guy, let me know. I'm going to make a it's comeback. Gonna, you remember that old cartoon where the mule kicks the guy in the hiding? He's got the two horseshoe. I'm, I'm going to be proud of it. I'm going to have tattoos of them put on my butt. <laughs> You'll be like Dudley. you can show no, up. No, no. Do not, do, do not blunt me in with that, okay? That's, that's so wrong on so many levels, you know. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. I got, I'm sorry, too. I have Let's to put up ahead. with him now, so I got to throw his name out there. He's he's yeah. he's my partner in crime in MPFL, and, you know, he's uh, he's, he's I mean, Dudley. He's Dudley. He's Dudley. Here's the thing, dude. If you're going to pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Pull it. No, no, Just go all no. in. Don't 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 reload you don't don't put ammo in every time you go somewhere. I mean, come on, pull the trigger. Let's do it. <laughs> if you're gonna catch a ground squirrel, use a three liter bottle. Exactly with water. <laughs> and nobody oh knows gosh. what you're talking. Nobody about. knows. Google grounds catching ground squirrels, and you'll yeah, understand to, that reference. Go to YouTube. Yes. Google how to catch a ground squirrel with a two three liter bottle of water. Listen, a three liter jug. And like four thirty in the morning one time, real quick, I'll tell the story. Me and the W were eating a bowl of cereal or oatmeal or whatever, fixing to go practice wherever in the world we were. And Wesley goes, "Was it Beaver Lake? Was it Beaver?" And he, he said, "You ever seen? You ever seen them catch them ground squirrels?" I said, first of all, what's a ground squirrel?" Second of all, what are you talking about? And they're chipmunks, ground squirrels. Yeah, chipmunks. And they shove a three-liter bottle in a hole with water in it, and the dang thing runs out of it up in the bottle, and they put a cap on it, and they've caught this sucker. Now, why they do it, I don't know, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I, I was astonished. I'm like, I never even thought of that. And you, the, the chipmunk thinks he's drowning, so he's getting out of the hole, and lo and behold, he just swims right into a jug of water. I mean, if there's ever been any useless knowledge given out on LBL, folks, that's it right there. But I'm I'm proud of it, and I stand by it, and I learned it from one of the best in the it, it, fishing game. If you have a ground squirrel problem, we just solved it for you. <laughs> You're so you, welcome. You can, Send your donations to yes. LBL Live. You're welcome. Yes, yes. Split it up. Send some to Spring City and some to Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. We appreciate all the donations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, I had uh, I talked to Brent Ayler last week on here and I, I was looking at I was looking at stats and and it really blew me away some of his numbers. And uh and you've been a guy and I always use you on here as a as a reference to careers of consistency. But looking at your stats today, I mean, you know, 62 top 20s, 53 top 10s, six wins, over a 20-year career, you've been at the Elite Series, you've been at FLW, now at BPT and FLW, both. Uh, was that something like that consistency thing? Because I, I feel like I know this answer, but – was that consistency thing like always your is that your goal every week or is that just it, in the it, beginning it, when you're starving to death trying to fish is it like well i gotta that, make money or i don't go to the that's next that's exactly that's exactly where it came from i mean i I can tell you the exact moment when i started in 98 i think it was 98 and uh i kept telling larry nicks i said man i can catch keepers but man i have a hard time catching big ones and larry nicks looked me right now and i said dude you don't worry about catching big ones. You just catch keepers. He said, the big ones will come. He said, and that's when it dawned on me for the for the longevity of this sport to be able to compete and go on. I mean, you have guys that, you know, they'll win, you know, once or once every four years or five years. 
but but the guys that stay out here and they do well, it, it's the guys that get you know they cash ten grand every week, every mm-hmm. every tournament, ten grand, ten grand, ten grand. There's something to be said. I mean, I've never won an AOI as far as FLW. I mean, I've gotten close a couple times. And I've won some, you know, AOIs and other things. But, you know, I've just always been that guy. It's right there, you know, close, you know, top 10 in the points, top 20 in the points every year. And and that's just, you know, for me, as starting out in my career, that's the way I had to do it to be able to afford to to go on. I mean, there's there's instances where I've been able to, like, like, hey, I got a chance. I go for the win, but for the most part, day in day out, it's about you know, it would be like your job. You you wouldn't go in and risk your job on a, on a whim. You know, you're gonna you're gonna go in and get that steady paycheck and go on, and you know, eventually you get raises and bonuses, and you and you work your way up. And that's you know, that's kind of the way I base my whole career on. I mean, I would I like to win more. Absolutely, everybody would, but. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at if I hadn't just said, "Hey, you know what? I got to get, I got to get paid so I can go to the next one." Well, and I think for me, I mean, wins are obviously yes, they're impressive. They they are like Wheeler three wins in a year this year. You know what I mean? Like guys win, guys dominate, but those wins. That's what always cracks me up when people are like, "Well, that tournament, even local tournament, well, that tournament only plays pays blah blah blah." Well, only one guy wins it, right? I like to know what yep. the, they pay the whole field. And and what I mean by that is I think consistency. That guy can roll out of bed. Now all this has changed. Used to if it, if you caught twelve pounds a day, you were a hero. Now I think it's like nineteen a day <laughs> in five fish tournaments. I feel like <laughs> and then in y'all's deal, it's like you got to catch seventy six pounds a day to be yeah. to be consistent. Like these weights are stupid anymore. Uh, even with the raised minimum and all that, like it's just it's so crazy how competitive it is. But to me, I've always looked up to the guys like you, like Gerald. That are so, and y'all, y'all are my friends. But it's like those consistent careers to me. Larry Nixon's, yes, he's had a lot of wins, but that dude has made over forty freaking championships, dude. Between the exactly. Forestwood Cup and the Classic, and you're the same way, man. You've got how many cups did you have before it went away? Sixteen, seventeen. Uh, it was a bunch. Oh no, I've made twenty-one. Now. Twenty-one. Does that include oh, Redcrest? Well, no. No, 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 no. Everything. I've made twenty-one Force Boy Cups. I've made three. I've made every Red Crest that there is, including this next one. Uh, so you're qualified then, now after day one. Yeah, you're I in. can't. I can't. I can't fall out. Period. Okay. So, okay. And then let's say what three or four Bassmasters Classics, and only one of those was through the elites. The others were through open. Right, which is even harder, <laughs> in my yeah, opinion, exactly. to do. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's no easy. I mean, no. Like, it's not easy to do. Well, and you, that, I was talking about Ike and Ellie. You know, he he's in those northern points. He he made it. I was just talking about what a testament it is. How hard those opens are. You've done it. You've made it. How many times did you make it? Twice, three Let's times. See. I made it. I made it three times, and I only you only went once. I wished hindsight twenty twenty. I wished I would have took it years ago, just because of the marketing part of it you know mm-hmm. what i mean as far as the marketing yep. part of it. not just because of the competition just right right it, it, it was the marketing side of it would have been a lot we used to talk about that a lot like their marketing yeah. they were really marketing anglers making making stars uh and flw is doing the same but flw was about there for a while with the Aaron jacobs world and you, you were a big part of that it was the walmart deals and the and and you were grateful for them 
right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were Absolutely. life-changing well, deals, I mean, but they were more about I those did, sponsors than than they were the individual anglers at times, I feel like. like. When, I did, when I did qualify for the leads, it was the hardest, like, the, like when I went in, like, 17 when I qualified for the 18 season. That was the hardest, I think, the hardest decision I ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I called you and talked mm-hmm. about it. I'm like, man, I don't know what the there you was traveling with me. <laughs> I mean, we was. I mean, dude, I missed. I missed. Oh days, yeah. I, ain't gonna lie. I still uh, miss it. Yeah, yeah, I miss it. I mean, it. like, there's been some people that's come along in my life that are like that have meant a lot to me. Uh, Shad Skank, you, uh, Brad. You know, Brad Knight. I mean, just people that Scott Suggs. I mean, I, I could go on and on. Just people that you, you did not want to. It's those. It's it's almost like leaving family. No doubt about it. Where you don't have no family there. You know what I mean? It's just. It was a very difficult decision, but I'm I'm glad I done it because I mean I. You won. I can say <laughs> I, I won. I won an elite. You know. So, That's right. You know I, I got a blue trophy. I mean on my first go around. So was that decision um, for you when when the split happened? I, again, when you left FLW, you were leaving this long career. That happened in '19. You or and you fished that year, you won that year, but the split happens. Was that decision equally as hard, though, even though you'd only been there a year to go to this unknown thing? Like, thinking it, back three years ago, I mean, was that... It, it wasn't as hard, but it was hard, dude, because, I mean, I, I really won't get into that part of it, but yeah, it was... Yeah. It was it, you're walking into the hard. fog, though, like, basically, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you, like don't, you don't know. You're sitting in a meeting with all the other anglers, and you're like, "Oh, this is the hardest decision I ever made. It's going to be me. I'm I'm about to do it two years in a row." Exactly. You're like, "Yeah, get off my back, bro." Yeah. Come on, man. I I don't even want to hear it. I'm like, "Dude, I had to do." You're like, "Hard on you, crap." I left one family, now made a new family. I get, yeah, I get it, man. I feel like a a a rolling stone boy. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Feel like I got stepchildren over here. I didn't even know about. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Oh yeah! Here, by the way, here's your son. You didn't know you had him 25. Ex- exactly. Hey, yeah. Oh, hey, hey. Yeah, from hey, church hey, camp. Hey, hey, hey. Come on. Yeah, yeah, church camp. Church camp girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the old church <laughs> camp girlfriend. <laughs> but but dude, so, I miss I miss I miss my old girlfriend. Well, she misses you. She's she's yeah. better being here cooking me supper. She better yeah. find a new house. I can tell you. She, she, she I hope she don't listen. No, she didn't. She didn't. Thank God. Wesley Strader, the first time he ever meets my wife, says, "You look just yeah. like a church camp girlfriend." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, best friend, thanks for saying that. That wasn't weird." <laughs> yeah, it wasn't weird at all. Oh my goodness! Thanks. I think I know you. Did you go to church camp in Knoxville in 1982? I think you're both lying. I think I think I think I think Marissa's lying. Exactly. Yeah, I think she is too. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find them pictures. Marissa just don't want to tell you about it. I think I think she better not because I my little my little ego can't handle it. (laughs) That's what I think. Uh, Well, so so that that was a big decision, obviously, but then. You go in, and you had already been fishing MLF, like so. You knew the format, right? So that wasn't an unknown for, unknown for you. But that that kind of leads me to my next question, and I think I've asked maybe Justin Lucas this on here. But whenever they bought FLW, you're an FLW guy. When they gave you an opportunity to go fish FLW, I mean, you had to jump on it, right? Because I feel like you're like I know how that works. 
it felt it felt like it, uh, my my you know how they say history repeats itself. Yeah. It felt like it felt like I came full circle and I'm right back Crazy. to where I started. And then and dude, it's I, I mean I love it. I mean it's, it, I mean getting to see get the same people see, you used to I see. Get to yeah. see. I get to see Bill Taylor hey. and I get to see. <laughs> hey. hey Wesley, yeah. don't be carrying on with Luke Duncan. <laughs> Yeah, I get to see Kathy and all, you know, oh, yeah. I get to see my, you know, I mean, I don't know if I ever told you a story or not, but uh, I get to see Daniel Fennell and I don't know if Daniel <laughs> Fennell likes to see me as much as. He probably doesn't. I know why. I know why. Too. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Old checks. Uh-huh. Old checks okay. of Daniel Fennell. Uh, do you think the pro circuit, this is a loaded question, so just get ready. The pro circuit yeah. competition is tougher now than ever before, right? Dude, this is what I'm going to say. I don't care where you're at anymore. Yeah. Listen, I don't care if it's Pro Circuit. I don't care if it's MPFL. Yeah. I don't care if it's the Elite. I don't care if it's the Bass Pro Tour. You better catch them. I don't care. <laughs> That's you right. Toyotas, BFLs, whatever. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't right. matter. It's you tough. catch them because everybody's good now. Everybody has a niche. I mean, with the electronics we have now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got a guy that will go out there. Let's say it's the five fish limit. He puts his active target down. He goes out there and he stares. He just casts it every for five bites. Yeah, yeah, for five bites, dude. It's just you know everything's the changing. Called, every, the technology has changed everything. But I will say this: it all goes back to fundamentals. If you don't got the fundamentals, you still ain't gonna get it. That, that's exactly right. Is it difficult? When you're on BPT and you go, like you guys have back-to-back weeks or a couple weeks apart from an FLW, is it hard for you or does your strategy change between the formats going back and forth? Because that seems like it would confuse the crap out of me. I will tell you this. The BPT has helped me on the tackle warehouse circuit, the pro circuit, and the tackle warehouse pro circuit has helped me on the BPT. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it Dude, it's so relaxing to go fish a five fish tournament now because <laughs> let's That's say crazy. At, one o- at one o'clock I got one fish and I, I had the guys ask me, "Dude, you've got one? Are, are you panicking?" I'm like, "No, I just got to catch four more." <laughs> I said, "I don't. I'm not I'll getting catch my, eighty. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting throttled by somebody with 150 pounds right now. You know what I mean?" I said, "I just got to catch." It's four a relief. More. I'm okay. It's kind of like it's just so. I still competitive but I yeah, like, yeah, yeah i don't panic like well and that's what you're used to because you are a guy that if i ran into you at one o'clock a lot of times you'd be like yeah i got three and you're like i mean are you i mean okay but you're like yeah and then you show up the way you were 17 i mean andy's that way you know you just don't panic yeah and and just like yeah it's like just like i said it online the other day i mean the wesley strader of the 30-year-old Wesley Strader, like, I said it on camera. I'm like, I've got this place where I'm catching them out of this hole. And I went through there the first thing in the morning. I caught 17 pounds in, like, 12 minutes, I think it was. <laughs> and and I came back later, and I got to catch them on a Zoom Zlinky on a quarter-ounce seeker, but I got to loosen a bunch. And I was fishing at Texas Street. And I looked at the camera and said, I'm an idiot. I said, what's this? And I sat down, I pulled down, I pulled out a two-alt trocar Nico-style hook, weedless, and I, I put me a nail weight in the end of my linky, and I never lost another one. <laughs> the 30-year-old Wesley would have never done that. Just so, kept losing them. Would have just kept losing them, just kept throwing. So, I, you know, it's just, like I said, in 
the pro circuit has taught me that on the BPT. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's just things that you would do, just things that I've learned, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's just hard to, it's, it's hard to explain. It's just, and, and young kids are like, ah, oh, what's the most important thing? And I'm like, dude, the best thing that ever happened to me when I was a kid is my daddy bought me a 14 foot John boat with no motor, no trolling motor, no nothing. I had to paddle everywhere I went in the cove that we lived in. And I learned, I had to learn how to fish. Like I fished that same stuff, same stump in my cove 365 days a year. <laughs> and I had to figure out how to catch fish out of it every time I fished it. So. And you didn't have no chatterbait then, so I don't know how you ever caught one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. I did have a Petey, though. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say, you didn't yeah. have no chatterbait. I don't know how you ever got a bite. And that's that's one thing I think kids nowadays, you know, they they want all these big now, in which, hey, there's nothing. Dude, I hope you get the best Ranger boat, yeah. the best. The, but the basic thing is just learn how to catch one. Learn how to fish. Learn how and to learn fish. how to love fishing because that's something exactly. I'll say about you that I've had. I, I got a. I, I've I've been very fortunate to get to spend time in a boat with a lot of people, but I probably spend as much with you as any top professional in the world at this sport. And that's one thing that I, I will take to my grave with about Wesley Strader is you freaking love it. You love it when you oh. get up. You love it after the way, even on a bad day. Like you love, you love bass fishing. You just love the outdoors, but you love what you do. And I think to be, and I think it's the same for Jacob Wheeler. I think it's the same for Kevin Van Ness, same for Ott Defoe. It, it's the same for Seth Fires. You know what I'm saying? These guys, like that's the common denominators. You better love it. You better yeah, love it. It's it, it, and it's you know the old saying is if you. If you love your love what you do, you'll never work a day in your mm-hmm. life. That's right. dude, I mean, most people, oh God, I dread getting up at four o'clock in the morning. <sighs> not not me, dude. I'll bounce out of bed and I'm like, Yeah, let's go. Let's get this done. Let's That's get right. started. You know, and it's like my two days off here. I went fishing every day. Uh, yeah, you were fishing earlier today when I texted you. Yeah. We went and had a little derby between some buddies, and we just, you know, went and had a good time. Just went fishing. Yeah. So, and that's what I love, dude. And that's the other thing about fishing. I get to fish with so many different people. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a real joy to get to go see other people fish and how they would approach something or, or their passion for a sport. You know what I mean? Everybody has, you know, most of the people that bass fish, they have a passion for it. So, Oh, no, know, no just, doubt. Uh, and everybody approaches it different too. Marissa and I fished a little local tournament yesterday and it was funny, uh, watching people's fishing styles on this lake up here at the house. And, and you watch how people cast or how they move down the bank or, you know, the way they set the hook when you get close enough to see somebody set the hook, you know, and it's like I'm 90 miles an hour on 70% throwing a horny toad down the bank, buzzing in and out of people and skipping up on a crap, and then you get beat by the guys dragging away. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's yeah, approach exactly. is different, but that's what I enjoy is doing it my way. They enjoy that, but at the same time, we still are after the same critter and doing it for the same reasons. It's It's such a crazy sport like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just like, how can an animal with a brain the size of a pea outsmart you? You know what I mean? <laughs> they That's do. Like, it's man like, so, uh, you know. Brad Knight, Brad Knight said to me on Friday, he called me, we're carrying on, and he said, Duncan, we're fishing against something that ain't even got no damn eyelids. They can't even blink. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, he goes, they can't close their eyes. They can't even do that. And they yell smartest all the time. They can't even damn blink. Well, <laughs> and I was like, it's the greatest thing I've ever a, heard. <laughs> that's just the healthy ones. You know, yeah. those one-eyed yeah. fish. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. He said, and I don't, know what, I don't know what them not being able to blink had to do with anything, but he was on a tirade about bass fishing. And he said, they can't even blink. Oh, no, we lost the W. <laughs> we lost the W. Hang on. Let's call him back. <laughs> the W cut cut out. Michigan, cut out. Michigan cell phone service. Yeah, yeah I don't I, know what happened. I got you back. But anyways, Brad Knight, he thinks that we should dominate bass way more than we do because they can't blink. So there you go. <laughs> well, I, well, I'll tell you this. Since Active Target come out for me, it just shows you me how really not good of a fisherman. Oh, I my am, gosh. But, does it yeah. ever, dude? Does oh, it ever? Day. We was in a place today, dude, like some little like a pair, I can't remember the name of it. And oh my gosh, it has them in so good. You can see them out there. You can see them swimming with your eyes. You can see them with acting target. You're like, holy crap. I'm really not that good of a fisherman. Well, that's what cracks me up about all the arguments about electronics. Oh, it's going to ruin the sport. It's going to do this. I'm like, listen. Just I'll like say, Alabama. Just like yeah, Alabama. Yeah, same really, thing. Just ruin the sport. Oh, yeah, that's right. And now they don't bite them half the time. But it's like, you know, my thing is, them suckers still get the decision to bite or not, and they don't bite all the time. Like we, oh, they have to no. bite for us to catch them. They either they don't react all the time, or they're not hungry, right? Like they don't eat twenty four hours a day. So that's amazing because I found like you, I was up on the Great Lakes not long ago, a couple weeks back, and I'd see them on my live scope, and and dude, and where I was at, they don't get fish for a lot. Okay, like I mean, they just don't. Yeah. And they just won't bite. Pretty dumb. Yeah, and they won't bite sometimes. I mean, they just don't. Like, sometimes you see them, but and I'd see them up shallow cruising around on some flats and stuff too, dude. And, I mean, most of them would bite, but every now and then an old big one comes swimming by you like a five-plusser, and you're like, uh-huh, and you pitch out in front of them, and they're like, no, sir. <laughs> right. Been there, done that. We're not doing that here's today. the Here's the question on that one. Was it dark black or was it brown? Black. The black ones, I never get them to bite. The they brown they were. Get. They were jet black. You can't get them to bite. That's yep. weird. Jet black. Yep. Spookier and crap. And the brown ones you could catch. Why is that? That's a Wesley Straderism right there. That's something I'm dude. glad you said that. Wesley breaks stuff down. You do, but that's that years of experience. But why? what is that? What is that? I don't know. I've asked everybody that lives up here that, that smallmouth fish, and they can't. They don't know why. I don't know if that's a fish that's been up there. A long time, huh. and he's like, kind of like a large mouth. You know, he got a large oh, mouth yeah. goes under a grass. He's real black. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. I mean, every once in a while you'll get one of them to bite, but nine times out of ten, that real dark one, he's like, nah. I, 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 that, not, that's not so bite. crazy. They were the ones that were hardest to catch up shallow. That I mean, I was, most uh, of them I would not bite. A, I fished a uh, uh, used to, well, it was a Toyota series. It used to be EverStar with this. Toyota series now on um, uh, uh, Lake Erie, the eastern or yeah, eastern base now Buffalo, and I fished in the river. And it, it was the same way, dude. Like you'd be winding a, you'd be winding a big old spinnerbait, chartreuse blade spinnerbait. And you'd you'd look back and there'd be fifteen behind, and you're like, oh god, here they come, and they'd follow it all the way to the boat, and they'd be like six brown ones and you know four black ones. They would just be laying there, and you'd pitch out in front of one of the brown ones, and they'd eat it every time. The black ones would like, never bite it. And they'd be so there, always be the bigger one. That's so crazy, man. I, 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 I don't. That, that's Guess what? And they couldn't blink at me either. 
<laughs> I couldn't even close her eyes and pretend you weren't there. They couldn't even close her eyes and pretend they weren't there. What are we doing to these poor fish? They can't even blink. <laughs> I know. How's he supposed God. to protect his eyes from the sun? Wesley? Exactly. They don't have no coasters to put on, do they? <laughs> they don't have no coasters. Get the, hey, hashtag, see what's out there. They have to all the time. They don't have any choice. 24-7, see what's out there. Oh, they're safe on the Tennessee River. We get plenty of rain. They're good. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Well, Bubba, I appreciate you very much coming on. I hope, dude, I hope you win that stinking thing. That way you ain't got to go to that uh, knockout round. Yeah, those knockout rounds is, uh, but it's a kind of a catch-22. You'll do the stats on the guys that win, that went around and get the automatic bid. It doesn't usually work out very well for those guys. So do I, do, do I just part, have to do the stats on Jacob Wheeler to see who wins? Because <laughs> that makes it easier on me. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I, he, he doesn't win a lot of the knockout rounds, but he's like, he always ends up in the final. He always he's in the steps on you're the gas. Fishing. You text me. Yeah, you're, for, you're fishing for second. Yeah. So you, you, you and I at Champlain, I was like, heck yeah, dude, you made a top 10 there. I'm like, great job, which you've made. I don't know how many top 10s at Champlain at this point, I feel like. But uh, but I was like, heck yeah, dude. And you're like, yeah, all I got to do is beat Wheeler. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> this was the day before and then i look at score tracker and i'm like ah, here we go again <laughs> Listen, that tournament like in the knockout round he like he didn't catch him that good the first two rounds yeah i know uh, and then the knockout round he just magically catches like 100 and i just looked at him and I said, you know we're fishing for a second right he, yeah. he's got it figured out we're done does everybody so, else that you talk to out of the 80 man field do they just feel the same way too though or are they just like yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, everybody, everybody, it, they see it coming. It's kind of like you know, it's Dale Earnhardt. You're not beating him. Yeah, I, I, he, he's either going to run you into the wall or he's winning. I looked at the points earlier today. Is is Ott going to win Angler of the Year though? Uh, you know, I don't understand how made, points work. I don't think because that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. But I don't, well, I don't know. Ott's made almost ever like top 10 you know what i'm saying uh, i got you but odds also odds also won two events this year that's right there's only been three guys win all the events <laughs> van damme wheeler and odd that's it, it it's pretty good company you need to win so it you can get your be, name on that list it, it should be the the odd defoe wheeler trail yeah I, i've texted I mean, both of them this they, year and said i don't know both. if they're gonna ban you guys but they should i would i wouldn't come back i'd just be pissed I, off I'm all just, time listen I, it, it, I'm still trying to find the crossroads where Wheeler <laughs> has that box buried with a bone. No, you said he got a horseshoe surgically. Yeah, inserted. but he does have a he's, – he's got a cross. He's buried something in the crossroads. I can't find it either. I'm going to find it one of these days. I'm going to dig it up, and I'm going to just, like, throw it in a, in a, in a mulcher or something. Whatever he did to sell his soul, I wonder if he – like, I wonder if Wheeler could just – you could just be like – Walk into a guitar store and he'd be like, "Hey Wesley, check that out." And he just pins up, picks up a Fender Stratocaster and just starts yeah, playing, I'm, just I'm ripping a, craziest guitar. So you're like, "What you, is you this guy's deal?" You, you know what I call him? It's, uh, it's, it's Tom. It's Tommy Wheeler. Tommy Wheeler. You know who Tommy is, don't you? Who? Who's Tommy? Tommy's off old, old brother Warren. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> The Dean King is Tommy. He, Tommy. He's been to the crossroads multiple times, apparently. Now, listen, Wheeler, for you, ever listen to this, I'm just joking. It's all in fun. Oh, yeah. He knows it. Listen, Jacob, uh, I consider Jacob a buddy. 
And uh, I give him a hard time. He know he know he knows it's all in fun. I call him the Dean yeah. King. <laughs> the Dean King. The Dean King. But and and by gosh, when you're king, you can do whatever you want to do and say what you want to yeah, do. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's kind of how I wish how this I wish works. It, I wish they'd start swapping that banana doll around again. It was always <laughs> where it worked out better in our favor. They kept hauling that damn banana around. But God, they got rid of it. Now here we are. <laughs> they got dang, they got rid of the banana, and now. He's one three. I don't know, man. Tommy. 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 I, he's his Tommy. Name, his name's uh, Jacob Tommy Wheeler. So his name is. He's going to be Tommy from now on. Yes, go, Tommy. go forever. Tommy. Oh, no. He's a handsome man. That's what he is. <laughs> you wait. That's my favorite movie of all time. I can't believe I missed that reference. I'm disappointed you know, in myself. I couldn't believe. I can't believe you didn't know who Tommy Yeah. I, mean, I was like, Tommy. You talked about it. I'm like, that's Tommy. I thought you were going Biffle for a second because maybe you wore Ooh. shorter shorts than I realized, no. but that's Patrick nope. Walters. No, no, that's Patrick Walters. Yeah, he's Biffle way. Jr. Little, that's little Biff. That's, that's Sandbar Kid. That's who that is. <laughs> oh, no, mercy. Oh, I miss rooming with Wesley Strader, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it right here. Hey, we, we had, listen. There was never a lack of fun. We yeah. always... We always had a good time. We always we laughed. Know. There ain't no we doubt about that. We was never down in the dumps about nothing. And you know what? Not- Think about, hey, I, I got a bone to pick with you before I let you go. Think about what you just said. We always have fun. We always laugh. I always cut up. And then you left for the FLW, for the Elite Series, and left me with damn Suggs. You left me with Suggs and Gagliardi, who between the two of them have smiled six times in their entire damn lives. That's well, who I got Suggs, left with. And then listen. I had the worst year I'd ever had, and I said, this is Wesley's fault. I'm blaming Wesley. Okay, Suggs don't smile because he's always got a piece of fishing line hanging out of his mouth. That's why he don't smile. <laughs> I tried to tell W. I tried to tell him. Go fish, don't fish for largemouth everywhere you go, but he don't listen. He don't listen. I got the little dog on my route truck. This lady oh. and this little dog. Oh. <laughs> I used to kill him about that dog. He had that lady and that little dog on his route truck that riding little, everywhere with little, him. A little, little, little shit scene. A little shit scene riding right there. And he said, son, it's a good sponsor. I'll put whatever on there I want to. <laughs> I said, look at the little dogs. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to interview uh, Suggs next uh, week, and all I'm going to ask him about is that lady and that little dog. I can't remember, but she's the owner. Of yeah, ever, she's. A, ever, listen, ever. when I travel Arkansas, which I do a lot for TH and stuff, and I and going out to express boats, she's on every billboard <laughs> with that same little dog. She's all over Arkansas. She's everywhere. I heard the dog. I don't even know the dog's name. I bet Suggs does. I guarantee he knows the dog's name. Rusty or something, I think, I'm guessing. I think, I think that he he buys that dog uh, uh, dog. <laughs> no. You remember on something about Mary when that guy gives the dog a tranquilizer, so it'll like him. I wonder if Suggs does that when he goes to meeting, so it don't bite him. He's like, look how much Rusty likes me, and it's just like upside down and drooling. <laughs> <laughs> He's petting it. This dog loves me, lady. You ought to give me a truck. Bada oh, bing, bada boom, right there. Suggs is gonna listen to this and be pissed. <laughs> nah, he won't be mad. Suggs, nah, he won't be mad. Suggs is the best. Suggs caught him up up there, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah, have a, he did. I was going to say, I, thought, a, I think he's in, uh, I think he's in like uh, eighth or something like that. Is he in your your group? I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, he is. Okay. He okay. Is, so uh, he's, he's going to fish with you. Yep. Okay. He'll be out there tomorrow. He, he, uh, he always catches line. him up there, I feel like. 
too. Yeah, he'll he'll have his uh, four foot of fish line hanging out of his mouth, and he'll look like he'll look over. My favorite slugs, my favorite slugs thing that I missed until until he, we got we got part of Reunited. the together. You would pull up on him, and he'd be fishing on his pedestal seat, leaned up against <laughs> it, winding something as slow as he could yeah. wind it. And he'd turn and look at you, and he had that piece of fishing line in his mouth, and he'd look at you. He wouldn't even smile. He'd just <laughs> nod his head up like, <laughs> what time. the hell, what the, what the heck are you doing here? Every, and you'd think, you would think that, oh, my God, he's mad at me, and he's fishing. Every like, time. I, should, I shouldn't have pulled up on him. I'm like, hey, uh, are you going to smile today, or are you just going to... And then he agreed, and I'm like, that's better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. FLW cameraman used to talk about him like that. They're like, man, he's grumpy sometimes. <laughs> like, grumpy sometimes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He and I, I've got to get Suggs on here because he makes me laugh. He's he's one of the funniest people I think I've he ever is. met. Dude. He's, he's, he he's makes me that. laugh. He's, Golly. He, he himself, he, he may look like he's grumpy. No, he's not he grumpy has, at all. He, he has got the most infectious laugh. Oh, million percent. Any person I've, it, <laughs> it sounds like he smokes 72,000 yes, packs of yes. cigarettes when he starts laughing. He gets to wheezing and it's like, yeah. oh, I can, I, I'm just laughing at him wheezing. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, so easy. Unbelievable, oh, man. Yeah. God, I'm, I miss it. So much fun, uh, man. Well, dude, go uh, go win. I mean, if you don't want to win the knockout or your round well, tomorrow, don't do it. I mean, I ain't trying to put no pressure on you. I think it'd be cool to get an automatic invite to the top ten and get a day off. And you, I know you won't listen, take a day off. You'll I'm go not, fishing, but listen, if they bite, I'm gonna catch them. You're gonna I'm snatch gonna their faces them. in, I'm ain't gonna, you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna snatch them, but if I don't, I mean, dude, the first day was fun. I ain't gonna lie. But oh I would yeah, love to win, but. I'm just going to take whatever comes my way. I automatically made the knockout round anyway. There's the, unless something miraculous. Yeah, happens. you're good there. So, so, but you know what? It's been good talking to you. I've Hell yeah, been, buddy! Been Hell on yeah. the show, and uh, we have got to get together. Yeah, we got to shoot something. shoot we, something this fall. We got we have got to get my uh, my my church camp girlfriend and my <laughs> wife together so they can talk talk you know? talk talk and uh, while well, we can go shoot yeah. something hopefully this fall. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, it was good uh, good catching up on some LBL, buddy. I appreciate you taking time out of your off day, even though you fished and uh, hey, it wasn't uh, really an off day. And go bust them up up there. Hey, uh, I appreciate it. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of people I can't say to you. I love you like a brother. Hey, I, I do love you like a brother. Love you too, bro. And uh, hope you smash on them. All right. Thank CW. you, man. Appreciate it. Wesley Strader right there on the hook, son. Got him on the hook like a four-alt trocar right there. The W. It's a good one. Old friends shine like diamonds. That's what Guy Clark said. And he meant it. He meant it because that's that's a uh, it's a very true statement. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Hope you all enjoyed that. We're all over the place. But that's pretty much what uh, hanging with Wesley and I has always been like right there. So I'm, I'm grateful to have him on. I'm grateful for each and every one of y'all. That tune in every week, that watch, that support Low Budget Live, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. And uh, I want to make sure y'all always know how much I appreciate it. Uh, try to support these sponsors that, that support this show. It means a lot to me that they believe in me enough to partner with me. So be sure to check them out. If you get an opportunity, go drive an express boat, buy you some Star Tron, check out Pro Guy Batteries. If you're in a shirt, 
you know, a shirt store. Is that even a real thing? If you're in a clothing store and they sell Sims, you know, get you a hat, get you a shirt, get you a rain suit. Help out the cause. I appreciate each and every one of you. We'll see y'all again next week. Going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. Be sure to hug your mama. Always remember that. Y'all stay safe out there. See y'all next time. I never could make it last Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there